0: Mark 5 verse 25 reads, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact... She had gotten worse. That's something we, 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 we can talk, talk about right there. Thinking that certain things that we do in life will make things better, but in actual terms, it gets worse. Let me, let me read again. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. In life, we have to understand that there are certain seasons where God will do it for you and others where you have to participate. Yeah, yeah. Let me say that again. There are certain seasons where God will do it for you and others where you have to participate. This morning, I want to talk about two words, participatory deliverance, participatory deliverance. When we think of the woman with with the issue of blood, well, what she uses is her power to access Jesus's power. And as a result, she was healed. What's so crazy about it, when you look at the interaction between Jesus and, and this woman, she uses her power. She takes the initiative. She participates in her deliverance. When we think about the woman the issue of blood, what she does is she accepted the restrictions that were placed upon her. Understand that, that, that it would be impossible to get to Jesus in this moment. And there's restrictions because not anyone could get to Jesus. Not anyone could, could, could get to where he was. But she understood this. If I don't participate in this process, if I don't let it be known that it, it, it's me, as the Son says, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. If I didn't get involved in this, she would not have been healed. What we learned from the woman of the issue of blood, it, 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 it allowed The failure of her past attempts, if she decided that the failure of her past attempts throughout the years to be healed, if she decided in this moment, the past affects my present, which destroys my future. And what happens in this sense is that if she allowed the failure of her past attempts to be healed, to dictate The outcome of her fear, she would have never obtained healing. How many of us have allowed the failure of the past to prevent us from being healed? How many of us are sitting now waiting for God to do something when God is waiting for us to do something? Because Psalm 34 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their trouble. What does the righteous have to do? First, cry for help, reach out to God, take that risk to get there. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. What if they have to cry to the Lord? Seek God. Because God says to call upon him in the day of trouble, he will deliver you. But what must you do? You must call upon. You must participate in these contexts. It's a must. We think about deliverance. Deliverance is defined as a rescue from bondage or danger. You look throughout the Bible. God rescues his people from peril over and over and over again. The Old Testament focuses primarily on God's removal of those who are in the midst of trouble or danger. If God did it before, God can do it again. He rescues his people from their enemies, from the hands of the wicked. He preserves them from the death and the grave. Think about Egypt. It exes when he comes down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. But in all of that, it requires the people to participate in their breakthrough. It requires them to be a part of it. All aspects of deliverance are available only through the work of Jesus. The aftermath I spoke about last week. Of what he did, it gives us access to it. Remember, I talking about justification, automatically getting it because of what he did. But after that, we go through this process. Participatory deliverance connects back to sanctification. It's a participatory act to get to where God has called you to be. To get to what God wants you to have. We're delivered from our trials in life. The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment. God knows how to do it. The deliverance is God simply walking through the trials by our side. He is with us during it, comforting and encouraging us through them. And what happens in this process is he he uses it to help us mature and become better. Because he's faithful, he will not let us be tempted. He knows how much we can bear. But we have to understand that we serve a part of this. God will deliver us from sin, rescue us from trials. He will help us escape from the influences of the world. But what we have to understand that it requires us to be a part of it. I remember I spoke last week about Zacchaeus and, and, and the sycamore tree, it required him to do whatever it took to get to Jesus. I spoke yesterday about what causes you to lock the door. Fear. And fear and faith are, are, are one and the same. They're interchangeable depending, depending on, and I'll speak about it at some point, the information that 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 that, 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 that it gets. So when it comes to our lives, when we go through something, are we using the concept of faith or the concept of fear? The woman of the issue of blood used the concept of both fear and faith because in that moment, she understood, I'm fearful of what they're going to say. I'm fearful of failing, but I have the faith to pursue it anyway. We have to begin to participate in our own deliverance, participate in getting to what God has called us to have. God gives us a target and will tell us to lock in on it. Now, you ask me, what, what, what am I talking about when God gives a target? And the target could mean, it could mean the, 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 the thing that we're called to have. What does that mean? I think I said it many times before, and I, I, I'll say it again. I press towards the mark. I'm participating in the process of getting to the end of the race to receive the prize. And the price could be anything that you need right now. Participate in your deliverance. We can't sit and wait for it to happen. Because God is waiting for us. Deliverance is on the other side of us going through these issues to get to where God has called us to be. Are you ready to participate in your deliverance? Are you ready to Help others in your life understand that you have to do your part and meet God where God is. Because God will meet you at your point of need, but he requires more of you. Whether it be deciding to leave a job or whether it be deciding to do something new or letting go of someone, you must participate in your deliverance. Because if not, you'll be sitting there stagnant. And expecting something that that, that will never come to pass. And you'll become frustrated. You'll become frustrated over the fact that it hasn't come to pass yet because you haven't done anything to get there. Unrealistic expectations will form because they were never discussed. You have unrealistic expectations because you haven't participated in the deliverance to get to what you need. Stop expecting people to think, do, and be you for you. When you have to do what you have to do to get to where God has called you. Participate in your deliverance.